Visit us online at privatesweetmag.com to check out the latest issue and to connect with us on all of your favorite social media websites. Rich, and we have a special episode for you today in just a bit. We'll be talking with Private Suite Mag writer Max, also known as MXHD Room, to talk about his article in issue four of Private Suite Magazine, which is out now. Before we get started, I just want to remind everyone if you want to connect with us on social media, uh, Twitter, you can find us at Private Suite Mag, Facebook.com slash Private Suite Mag, Instagram at Private Suite Mag, and of course, Patreon patreon.com slash private suite mag be sure to check us out on any of these social media platforms interact with us uh stay tuned for announcements we'll announce any new episodes uh any new content that gets posted uh will be on those channels also if you like the podcast this episode last episode uh please be sure to go give us a review on itunes or whatever podcast directory that you so choose so Our guest today is a writer for Private Suite Magazine. His recent article, My Way Home is Through You, appeared in issue number four. If you haven't read it yet, go check it out on our website. Uh, In this article, he talks about his experience in Japan, moving there, living there, how Vaporwave relates to it. Uh, And what we're going to do today is take a a little more in-depth talk about living in Japan and the experience of being there and experience of existing in this country. All right, so I'm joined here by Max coming at you from the UK. Max, how are you doing today? I'm doing very good, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining us here today. Um, you know, we have you on here today just to kind of expand on on what you talked about uh, in your articles in issue number four of the magazine and your your time in Japan and Asia and your experiences there. So why don't we talk about that? So I don't talk about, you know, the experience of actually arriving in Tokyo. It seems like it was a very big experience for you. It was very important to you. Talk to us about, you know, what that actually means, what that felt like. Sure thing. Well, yeah, no, yeah. Really great to be on here, actually. I'm really excited about this to sort of flesh out a little bit more what we kind of wrote about in the features. Um, so um, if we're going to that, so this, this is kind of connected to the article uh, with the title, My Way Home is Through You, which was mm-hmm. the uh, kind of memoir that I wrote about my time living in Japan uh, living in Tokyo as an English teacher and how the kind of um, uh, vaporwave helped me reflect on that. And it was kind of almost a soundtrack to me living there. So um, arriving in Tokyo, so the kind of story here is that back in 2014, I went on holiday to Japan with some university friends. And did you, you went into Tokyo from there? Like that we was did, your first spot there? We did. We landed. We literally landed in Tokyo. We landed in Haneda Airport, which okay. is the more um, central easier, of the two. Tokyo. Yeah, airport, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's one of the more central of the two Tokyo airports. So we, we landed in there. Um, and uh, I mean, I know you you yourself, you've been to Japan. You can probably. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was of... I was there um, a couple of months ago and, and we actually didn't yeah, arrive. Yeah. We didn't arrive into Tokyo. I didn't fly into Tokyo. We actually flew into uh, Fukuoka. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So we, we went into Fukuoka because we have a friend who lives uh, in Fukuoka, and that's who we were going to see. Um, we went throughout the whole country, but 
Um, we never actually got the experience of arriving into <laughs> Tokyo, into into you know Haneda or Narita Airport there. And even when we flew, we flew out of Tokyo, going back down to Fukuoka. Um, we flew out of like the the low cost terminal, which is basically just like a warehouse there. Uh, right, so we didn't get like the super nice experience there, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, Haneda is is cool. It's my preferred um, airport, and I actually write about this in the article. So when you arrive in Haneda, um, it's not a huge airport, but it, it you know it, it's very nice. And it's good you, size, yeah. yeah, you step out and you immediately it feels there's like this weird feeling. Um, it's a bit it gets a bit esoteric, but like Japan kind of feels different. It's structured in a little bit of a different mm-hmm. way. Um, and one of the interesting things about Japan is that it it it's quite westernized in many ways. It resembles yes, yes. the West on the surface, but then there's little differences here. The smells are different, the sounds are different, sights are different, and you know that, that sounds like quite a touristy thing to say. No, but it's it's a legitimate thing. I mean, everything everything is familiar. Everything you know, nothing seems alien to you, but everything does seem different. It's yeah. just a little bit off from what you normally you're, you're used to. Um, yeah. and even then we, we probably have a different uh, perspective of that. You know, you're coming from the UK, I'm in the U S so even then it's, you know, I, if I were to go to London, I would, you know, there's going to be things that are a little bit different, but. Um, you're right there because yeah. actually the, the, the truth is that of all the kind of um, countries the, the UK and Japan are, they're not too dissimilar. I mean, if mm-hmm. I'm from London, actually, I was born in London. So Things like the tube system, the crowds, yeah. the kind of politeness. The, the, in Tokyo, it's it's a politeness mixed with a kind of city coldness, right? Um, yes, that's a great way to put it there. Yeah, whereas in America, if you go to somewhere like New York, people are, you know, the idea that they're a bit unfriendly. But I, I found, because I've been to New York, and they're, they're fairly friendly. Whereas in London and Tokyo, people are a little bit more reserved. Um uh, friendly th- there's a distance but new york <laughs> I'm, what i mean is they're expressive they're expressive okay. in a way yeah, that people yeah, in the because uh, yeah. they could be you know new york and you know, i'm from philadelphia they could be somewhat abrasive uh, <laughs> philadelphia you know we are, are the new mascot for the flyers is literally named gritty and oh my god yeah you know, i know all about that you know, the whole thing is that he's an <laughs> asshole so um <laughs> saying that it's friendly is uh it's an interesting way to put it but um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, and and not afraid to kind of put their stuff out there is a good way to put it. Heart on their sleeve, kind of. Exactly, thing. exactly. So yeah, um, one of the reasons I like Haneda is that you can take a uh, there's like a monorail type system mm-hmm. that runs fr- from Haneda into the center of Tokyo. Haneda is kind of built. Uh, it's it's sort of down in the south of Tokyo, but you can take this yep. monorail um, and use you, you kind of wind along Tokyo Bay. Um, there's Tokyo Bay is not it's quite industrial. It's quite like a, there's lots and lots of big tankers that come into Tokyo yeah, Bay. Yeah. But when you so you get you go into Haneda, oh, it's all new, it's all interesting, it's all different. Then you get in this monorail and you're suddenly winding around these like this concrete you know, structure, you've got the sea beneath you, you've got all of these skyscrapers next to you, you know, it's a classic Tokyo kind of scene, you've yep. got the, um, you know, endless skyscrapers, endless just everywhere. Yeah, that, uh, first, yeah. that first time when you, when you come into Tokyo, and you kind of experience just the the size of it, and the size of the buildings that are there, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's like nothing else. I mean, it, even compared to any other city in the world, it's, it's, 
it's got this unique, it's familiar, but it's got this very unique feel. It just, you, I don't, I can't even describe it really. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, you're, you're from, from Philadelphia. Does that yes. have many skyscrapers? We have a decent, I mean, if you're in the downtown area, there's, there's quite a few and it feels like you're in a, a major city compared to some other downtown. You know, I, I went to college in Buffalo, New York, and they have a downtown area there and it, it doesn't feel nearly as bustling and busy and there's not nearly as many tall buildings there philadelphia does seem like a busy city um similar to parts of new york but new york is just way bigger and then you know tokyo compared to new york is just even (laughs) even bigger you know the way i've been describing it to people is like you know you know like center city philadelphia you know you know how big that is it's just take like eight of those if not more and then there's like (laughs) different you know districts there and each one of them has it's just huge um, it's, it's, it's unreal how, how big it is. I mean, my, my thing is that, so obviously in the UK, I, I've, you know, we're quite near Europe and a lot of European yeah. countries, a lot of European capitals, um, are quite walkable, even London. And yes. so usually in Europe, what you do is you get up in the morning from your hotel, then you get the Metro, the subway, the train, whatever it is yep. into the center, then you're in the center and you can walk around. Mm-hmm. In, yeah, you can kind of see the immediate you know you that, that is that. not the case in tokyo you cannot you know you are taking trains absolutely everywhere you can't take you take the, the train to shinjuku and then just walk around from there you'll just be walking through endless you know you'll, you'll walk random shopping <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah but then if you want to go to you know sunshine city you got to go back or you know mm. way out and if you want to go you know anywhere else you know you're taking a subway to get there it's just it's there are multiple little like you know you know quote unquote downtown areas that you know that's what it would be in any other city but here there's multiple sections of it yeah and that's why kind of like uh, circling a a little bit just back to the kind of the vaporwave thing is that like that 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 i feel like that kind of the kind of um experience of you know getting lost in the city at night Mm -hmm. with the streets and the city lights you kind of need a city of the size of Tokyo almost to make that a reality. But I think the thing about Tokyo is that you can kind of get lost in it wherever you are. Um, You can kind of take any random train, get off and just sort of lose yourself. Whereas, and I know you can, you can, you can do this in other cities. You can do this in Amsterdam or St. Louis or um, wherever, or, you know, Mm -hmm. Manchester in the UK, but I don't know. There's something about the relentlessness of the skyscrapers yeah. and buildings that makes it more effective in Tokyo. Yeah, I, you know, when I was there, um, I actually had to do a little bit of work while I was in Tokyo. Um, I, I work in the travel industry really? uh, oh. for my day job. Um, and I had to go, I had to go visit someplace while I was over there. So I had to basically commute one morning, um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, taking the subway there and I'm, I'm, you know, I have my headphones on, I have some music playing and I'm, I'm just, you know, by myself, just on the subway, you know, going through Shinjuku and Shibuya. Um, and it, you're almost like, I knew where I was going. You know, I had, I had cell service, I had Google maps. I can kind of, you know, I, I knew where I was, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, you do feel almost isolated. You feel like, you know, you're, you know, you have no idea where you're going. Cause this is such a, a different experience to, you know, my, you know, my normal commute or my normal, um, you know, day-to-day experience, um, because it's, it's busy, but it's, it's orderly. Mm. If that makes sense. Um, so it's, it, it, you have like a, a strange mixture of chaos and like tranquility, you know, when There's, you're going through the subways there and, and the, the metro systems in general. 
yeah, there's a lot of people around you, but yeah, you're right. It, it's very kind of um, almost it's organized. Yeah, it's almost it's like the, the system. They, they love it's a systematized kind of system. Japanese like travel, the entire travel infrastructure is super systemized. And yeah. They're very extremely good at it, which is why they're able to process. You know, you think about I, I'm gonna state a number. I don't know if I'm right. No, I am right. I'm pretty sure it's 20 million people go through shinjuku station every day i know it's the busiest in the world um but yeah i, 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 I think, think so. i think it's 20 million and that would be people going through it on trains getting off whatever yeah um but and yeah then like, and then like shibuya which is what two stops away from shinjuku yeah. is like the second or third busiest in the world yeah and it's I mean, just below it there you know it's it's crazy yeah like i, I used to when i was doing my work back there i used to change i used to have to change trains mm -hmm. at yeah, yeah. So I used to be able to pronounce all of the all of the, <laughs> I used to be very good, but it's all worn away now. So um, Ikebukuro, that's how it would be pronounced yes. by the train by the train voice thing. But yeah, yeah. And I used to change there every day, and, and honestly, looking back, it's kind of like it's such a mundane thing commuting, and you experience that yourself. But mm -hmm. I don't know. There's there's still something there's still Is something it? quite a little bit magical almost about doing that in Tokyo. And I know that sounds like a weeabooish thing to say, but I I don't <laughs> resent that. And I don't regret that. I think that, that that is a good word for it. Yeah. So, I mean, you spent some time there in terms of the culture there, um, in terms of just just exist, ex existing there. Sorry. Um, you know, how how was it different from the UK or from anywhere else that you live? Like what was what what things stood out for you while you were living in Japan? Sure. So, yeah. So when I went on holiday there initially, I was kind of hit with this strong urge to go back there and live there. Mm -hmm. And the, now, the reason why I wanted to do, so go ahead. But before you go, where did you, so on that trip, the first time mm. you were there, where, where did you go? You, you were in Tokyo. Where did, where else did you see? Did you so we, we, we did a fairly, it was about two weeks. We went to, um, we went to Tokyo initially and then we, and we stayed at uh, Asakusa Bashi. And then we, I remember that very well. And then we went to Kyoto, for i think it was five days and then we went back to tokyo when we were staying in asakusa then so okay. um we got a little mini little tour of japan essentially those two yeah. places okay. and um yeah and and then when i was there i was like look my main takeaway from that holiday was like look i need to want come back here and i want to come back here to kind of live here it wasn't really the tourist stuff that blew my mind it was just the mundane everyday aspects yeah. that I really enjoyed. And so I had to come yeah. back. Yeah, that was something for me when I was there. You know, I've I've been all over Europe. I've 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 traveled quite a bit. And you know, every place I go to, I kind of think like, you know, I could I could live here. I could see myself <laughs> living here at some point. You know, and that ranges from, you know, Iceland to Istanbul to Estonia to like, you know, weird, you know, just I'm like, you know, it's just kind of cool. I can I can see myself being here. But there was no place more so than being in japan not even necessarily tokyo but just japan in general where i'm like you know i feel comfortable here i mm. feel like i fit in here i feel like you know the 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 speed at which things move um you know i i fit in with it quite well i feel like the way people kind of handle themselves in public it just i you know i felt very very at peace being there more so than anywhere else i'd have been and yeah, and that, that basically kind of answers almost what uh, the question about the culture. So mm -hmm. the thing about Japanese society, I think that a lot of people know is that, that, that you know, there's a fair number of rules and expectations. And, you know, that, yes. differs, uh, that differs a little bit if you are 
a tourist or if you're a foreigner there. Um, but rules there are. There are rules. Japanese yeah. society does. However, those rules, um, I think a lot of people assume that that makes a society very restrictive. But mm-hmm. when you have rules and expectations and you, you basically follow them and you um, you kind of just say, well, I'll just join in and do what everyone else is doing. It's actually quite liberating in a way and it's quite relaxing almost. And I think that's kind of what you might have been experiencing where when everything around you just seems to kind of run, um, you can kind of relax a little bit. Whereas, you know, I think because obviously I'm British and you're American, obviously, mm-hmm. and our societies are more about they're individualistic and they're about every single person you walk down the street and it's like an unknown entity coming at you. Yeah. You don't know how they're going to act. You don't know what they're going to think. And that, you know, you have to be a bit more, it's more dynamic. So, you know, yeah. The, 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 the society in Japan in, in on the surface level, I'd say, yeah, it, maybe it's a bit more conservative. Maybe it's a bit more um, structured, but it, it, there's, you know, there's a respect for rules. There's a respect for yeah. social structure. There's a respect for how things, how people should be handled in public, which I can totally see how that would drive some people nuts. Absolutely. And, and people couldn't handle, <laughs> you know, my, my wife who I was with when I was there, um, that's kind of how she felt. She kind of felt it was, you know, it was a little too restrictive. It was a little really? too stuffy. Yeah. And like, you know, she wasn't a fan of that. I mean, she enjoyed it, but it wasn't, she wasn't a fan of how a lot of people conducted themselves in terms of just it feeling too reserved Mm. i feel like yeah it's definitely a kind of mindset thing like i mean i i'm not trying to you know i wouldn't you know i at the end of the day i was there for what like a year or whatever and that's not a not a long time in the grand scheme of things and so no but it's also a completely different experience than someone who's just there for a week yeah that's true and i don't know it's interesting but it's a it's a real puzzle um, the way you, as someone who, you know, doesn't know that uh, that much about Japanese culture, and I'm talking about myself or your wife or yourself or anyone, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's tricky and it, it can be. At the end of the day, some people can go with the flow and enjoy it, and other people can't. And at the end, there's no real. Um, there's no right or I wrong. Feel, no, I think it's quite fundamental almost. I don't think you can really decide. You can either just kind of go with it or you, you, you'll always dislike it basically i mean <laughs> at the end of the day i think that's a decent sort of a breakdown yeah so getting back to um what i'd asked before before i derailed myself <laughs> what is what are some of the things that you notice that are just different what are what are some unique things to this culture that you know really drove you to and it drove you to to enjoy it or you hated about it just you know something like that Sure. Um, well, I, I, I lo- as I said, I, I quite like that, the, the structured aspect. You know, I'm not too, um, I don't know. It, it makes it a very easy place to live in. Um, with regards to other things, the the food culture in Japan, I mean, my God, yes. oh you my know, God. <laughs> it, it, like, it, I honestly, so, uh, you know, I, I literally ate not entirely Japanese food because they do have, you know, burgers and stuff there. But, yeah. you know, I, I could literally eat that every single day and not get bored of it and i did um <laughs> and you know that is a i'm not saying i'm a gourmet or any gourmand mm-hmm. or anything but you know it's incredible and the attention to detail in the food the passion for food it's not a gimmick it impacts all the society and it, and it it's it elevates society it's very very good <laughs> yeah and it, i think it's interesting you know when we got there our friends said that you know a lot of people in japan 
don't cook regularly. You know, they, uh, they go out to eat quite a bit, at least where, where he is, you know, it's very common that most people go out most, most nights of the week to go eat or for lunch or, or for whatever. Obviously they do cook um, there. That's not, that just doesn't happen, but just because there's such a plethora of restaurants and, and things that are available to eat there and it's cheap. I mean, you can certainly eat expensive if you want there, but it's, it's so easy to go find, you know, a little ramen place that you can get a nice giant bowl of ramen for, I don't know, what is it? Five bucks, four bucks, depending on where you're going. Um, that is just better than anything you're going to get anywhere else in the world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it every single, I mean, I, the line I always say to people is that I didn't, it, I didn't eat a bad meal in that year I was there. And, and if I did, then that was just on me, you know, that was me, yeah. uh, taking something that I obviously wouldn't like or something that, you know, didn't agree with me or something like that. But yeah. And, and that does make living there easy on a day-to-day basis. You know, once the kind of the euphoria of maybe the, the sort of everything being magical and amazing and new has not worn off, but it's, you know, you're not waking up every single day, you know, shaking with excitement that you're there, that kind of food aspect. And just the kind of like the fact you can go to a convenience store everywhere and you can pick up, you know, you can pick up a beer, you can pick up a, uh, I don't know, like a bag of jerky. You can pick up. You can do that. You can go to 7-Eleven and get like a little curry platter. That, get you know, they'll fried warm chicken. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's all good. It's yeah. all, it, it's not even like, okay, you know, uh, I guess I'll go to, you know, 7-Eleven and get something. It'll be okay. Like, okay, it, it's good. It tastes good. Um, yeah. No, you can certainly yeah. do better, but it's, it's all high quality. There's a, a, a pride that it's taken in in everything and everything is just very very high quality and 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 good i mean it's it's the other way to describe it again food culture there's great um i like stuff like um so this is kind of where you stray into kind of slightly contentious territory but like japanese people tend not to if you're hanging out with some friends in japan there's not so much of a culture of like going to each other's places to hang out Mm -hmm. um, because flats in Japan tend to be quite small. Yes. um, And you can't just sort of like flop on the sofa and like just sort of kick around with your mates there. So what people do instead is you'll go out. So kind of what we were just saying, you'll go out to eat and then you'll go out to karaoke. You'll go out to, you know, a bar, a theme bar, you'll go out to, you know, a club or whatever, but it's just, going out and doing things is like the standard you do thing yeah there. and even then some of those bars that you're going to go to are you know they fit six people in them yeah and that's it's just true. Counter, <laughs> and it's just a place to stand in and drink and talk and just enjoy yourselves yeah um yeah they, and, and you see people out there in all hours of the night every night of the week you know trying to rush to get the last train before they before they shut down for the evening and if not then you're on the drunk train at five in the morning whenever they start oh yeah yeah you go all night all night karaoke so we did this once or twice not all day but you go to all night i don't know if you ever guys have but all night karaoke runs from 11 p.m to 5 a.m which are the Mm. hours when the trains don't run so if you miss the last train you just go and uh you know karaoke for pretty much yeah (laughs) yeah definitely it's it's that part is very interesting It, it was everything always seemed to be be moving and, and always people seem to be people, people out and, and doing stuff and that was basically everywhere we went you know in kyoto osaka fukuoka tokyo there were all always people out and about um with the exception of the first weekend in fukuoka there was a typhoon when we were there so oh really <laughs> yeah you must you must have been you were there in what june july type of time uh it was uh september 
that that happened. It was right at the tail end. Um, there was like a late storm. Oh, wicked! Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not wicked about the typhoon, yeah. whatever, but just it's cool that you've been there so recently, and that we yeah. can kind of just—I don't know—it's just things that our, our opinions. Yeah, you know, there's some overlap there. It's nice. So something I noticed about Japan, and I—I I don't know. I think this kind of plays into you know preconceived notions that people have with with Japan. Part of me expected you know, Japan to be like this, like bastion of technology and like everything is computerized and automated and there's all this cool stuff. And I, you know, it, it's not exactly like that. It seems like the stuff that needs technology has it, but if there's stuff that works there, it, it just isn't touched. You know, yeah. if, if it's, if it's okay and there's no reason to change it, they, they leave it be and, and they still do it manually or, or whatever. Yeah. I think you're very on the money there. I mean, the thing is that, Japan is not like it's so interestingly you know this kind of idea that Japan is like Star Trek um yeah exactly uh, that that comes from pretty much the era that you know our magazine is dedicated towards that's a kind yes. of very 80s 90s idea where mm -hmm. in that period Japan perhaps really was light years ahead of the west and you go to Japan and see people with like you know a color telephone that mm -hmm. can play TV and my god what what on earth is this we're so far behind but now What's interesting about Japan is more the contrast between modern Japan, like you're saying, the automation, the very efficient subway system, but then more rugged, you want to say traditional, but it's not, it's more like, as you say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type thing. Yes, yes. And those two worlds exist alongside each other. And that is the vibe of Japan. That's it. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's. It, that surprised me a little bit, but then, you know, actually thinking about it, it, it makes sense. You know, that culture, um, they're efficient. They're, they're extremely efficient in everything that they do. The train systems, you know, if they are 30 seconds behind, you know, they're issuing a public apology. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, of course that's the type of culture that is not going to put unnecessary technology into everything. They're not going to, you know, create all these extra headaches for them that may make things a little bit easier, but ultimately just make things a little bit harder. If it works, they don't fix it. You know, it's done. The, the major exception to this is the toilet seats, <laughs> which <Yeah>. are absolutely <laughs> incredible. If you've never experienced a Japanese toilet, I highly recommend it. They are. They're very, um, so the, the, the basic, I actually spoke to someone about this the other day that, um, the basic, you know, the seat warmer function, the bidet function, the uh, the noise function, so mm -hmm. it can cover up you your ablutions. Um, <laughs> it, it, no, it, that they're, they're no, I cool. know it's, that's exactly what it is. So I mean, what, <laughs> all these features that Max is listing off here, you know, every toy, almost every toilet you go to in Japan, you're going, you're, there's a little control panel either like mounted right next to the toilet or on the wall. Um, and it has different functions for for sprays, different directions, different pressure levels. It has um, like a little noise machine, so it'll play music or play just white noise, so it'll kind of you know cover up any noises that you may be making in there. Um, seat warmers with different levels. It is it it's it's incredible. It's it's a feat of technology that the rest of the world has not caught up to. Yeah, it's an attention to detail on a part of life that you could almost say deserves a level of attention. I mean, it's very funny yeah, I, to talk about, yeah. but you think about, you know, it's something everyone has to do every day. So why not put effort into making it, you know, as good as it can be, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what's interesting, so you have you have these these toilets that are there, but then you go to some parts there and like some of the bathrooms will still have 
like squatting toilets. Oh god, yeah, as well. Um, and like the first one I encountered actually wasn't even in Japan. Like we when we flew there, we flew through uh, Beijing um, in China, oh, wow. and then the flight also made a stop in Dalian, China. Oh no! Nice. And we we had to get off the plane, go egg, go through Chinese exit immigration while we were there, um, oh. and then get back on the plane. But I went to the bathroom when I got there, and I walked in, and then it's just basically like a hole in the ground. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. The infamous <laughs> squats toilets. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I, I got out and I told my wife and her friend, I'm like, you need to go in there and you need to go look and experience this. Didn't tell them what it was. I'm like, you need to go see this. Um, and then, you know, we ended up seeing them throughout some parts of Japan, which is interesting because they'll be right next to those toilets that have all these extra little features and today <laughs> and everything else. So they will. That's I, a really funny. Um, that's a very good like way of putting it. Actually, you're 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 quite right there. That they will literally. There'll be one that's the squat, and then one that's the modern. And the yeah. the squat one is there because, I mean, traditionally that is what you would use. And I I think that there's like a there is a certain logic to it. I believe it's supposed to be better for you to do it like that. You know, yes. I, I'm no I'm no expert in this, but yeah. you know, um, it's it is very funny the fact that they exist alongside, and that's a great example. Of yeah. the kind of the seeming, you know, Japan is a land of contrast, as Bart Simpson would say. That's it? yeah, it's that's <laughs> and there's really no better example of it than than right there. Um, before we go way off into talking about toilets for the next <laughs> you know, twenty minutes, um, so I mean, what else? What else about Japan did you, you know, in terms of you know, like say, like relating to to vaporwave, and, yeah, yeah, and aesthetics and and everything else? You know, what what about that trip really? you know got those things like intertwined with you but what what brought that together i i just i find it really uh, just very beautiful honestly and i mm -hmm. one of the things i was very pleased about in this issue of private suite is that um i'm, I'm just looking through now all of all the photos that we used in that my way home is through you were photos i took mm -hmm. um and which is cool i'm only saying You're that fantastic I'm only saying that because I'm not I'm not a very good photographer, but it's because I want to kind of show people that this is what I really like. This stuff is looks so good to me, and I really like that it's night, the bright lights, the neon. It's sometimes neon. It's more often than not just kind of regular lights, but then yeah, just yeah. it's just it just looks good to me, and I feel that when you combine that with the the overall the orderliness, the cleanliness, the kind all of those elements. I just love walking around the place. And that is the yep. number one reason why I wanted to go back. I just loved walking around in the evening, um, uh, in the dark, in the, in the dusk. There we go. Um, just walking around and just soaking it in, just soaking it in. And it puts you in, in a certain mind space. It puts you in a, in a certain place mentally um, that I think relates very well to what Vaporwave kind of accomplishes in its goal it kind of it, it's like a nostalgic feeling it it just it, it's like the two cultures just go hand in hand very very well yeah it, it you know you're a stranger you're in a, in a in a new country and yet you feel quite relaxed you feel quite at peace you're kind of you're responding to all of these signs and symbols around you um it, yeah it, it is very aesthetic i mean that word can often be kind of, you know, it can be almost a crutch word people use yeah. for vaporwave. But I think that if we're talking about Tokyo at night, you know, there's a bit of drizzle, you know, there's a bustle of people. Um, that that That's it. That's what we're talking about when we say that word 
from yeah. my perspective, honestly. The noises and, and just the, the, the sounds that surround you while you're there. It, it's, it is a very heavily used word, but there's a reason it's used so much because it, it fits. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. So. And the, the, there's an album. I just want to, you know, I say this in peace, but I just want to kind of hammer home that, that there's an album by an artist called Remember. Um, who I know is quite, you know, I'm not trying to claim that this is some kind of major scoop I've made, but, um, <laughs> you know, they, they've their uh, first album, um, and it, it, its English title is called Root Back Home. It's it's usually not translated. It usually just yeah. uses the, um, the, the katakana, but that is the album. It's like a ambient vaporwave album that basically is about what we're talking about, walking through Tokyo, like, the lights around you, you know, where are you walking to? You're walking to see your girlfriend. You're walking away from work. Are you walking to, you know, to, to see your parents? Are you walking, you know, to, you know, go and do karaoke on your own or to eat? Who knows where you're walking, but you're walking these streets and you're alone with the streets and the sound of the streets. And so that album, if someone hasn't checked it out and they, they find what we're saying interesting, I'd really recommend you check out that album. That album, is, yeah. you know, it's perfect for this. Yeah, that, that, um, the way you wrote that article was was fantastic and it was it paints a very good picture of you know, you. of the experience there um and then when you you wrote that last line you wrote the the translation the, the google translate of that album so obviously yeah. kind of slightly rough whatever but you know it came out as root back home like oh yeah. man, like that was just like it's perfect and yeah. it's perfect that you found that album and it it fits so well without you even knowing what the name was it, it, that's very true and i also want to i want to come clean about this because it's something that's bothering me a little bit for a <laughs> okay. while about this article that no one's caught me up on the actual title of the article uh it, it comes from uh a my chemical romance b-side which might sound okay. it, it, it called my way home is through you and why am i bringing this up well i was in the gym and i was very uninspired to write this article i, I knew i had to do a personal article and then I just remembered, I remembered back going 10 years ago now, listening to this song and hearing, seeing this out, this title and thinking that's such a great title, you know, going home through something. And then I, and then it just hit me and I was like, that's perfect. That's the way I'm feeling about Japan. That's it. And so I think it's just, it's nice that two different musical pieces, two very different pieces from each other help to, you know, wind together and make this, this, uh, this article and yeah i agree that the finding out that the remember album was um titled that was absolutely pure chance i'd already just you know i'd already named the article before i did that i named it at the start wrote it and then i got mm -hmm. to the end and i was like right let's check this out and then bang so yeah couldn't have worked out better really well i think that's um a great discussion about um about japan do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about uh with this um, um I, I guess what I'd say is I'm just gonna I think we've covered a lot of um a lot of kind of good stuff uh, yeah I mean there's an awful lot to talk about and I think that we could you know it could go on and on but what I would say is that if you are interested in talking about sort of moving to Japan I'm aware that this is something that a fair number of people are interested in and want to do and I I, I wouldn't when I was writing the article, I was kind of trying to almost demystify the process because I know a lot of people, mm -hmm. younger people, people of my age who kind of maybe they grew up, they got in, they got into anime, they got into J-rock, they got into J-pop, they got into, you know, visual K, whatever it might be. 
and then you know they're now like oh, i'd really like to go and you know live in japan and what i was trying to do with the article a little bit was demystify it and kind of show you that whatever your private passions are towards the country um you 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 can do that you know you can live there it's perfectly possible so i guess i'd just say that if that's something that interests you you know um follow that it, it is an experience and putting yourself in a foreign country for a year to work you know it does change you it makes you reflect on things a little bit more and it's a great experience so yeah maybe, maybe you won't have the same experience i had or, or same experience you've had but you'll have your own experience you're going to have your own experience you'll make it you know what it needs to be for you when you go and do it you shouldn't have the same experience as someone else yeah absolutely absolutely and, and yeah that, that's another thing i just wanted to get across with that cool um, all right, Max. Well, thank you for joining us today. Um, it's been great um, having you on here, expanding on on your work for the magazine. And uh, thanks for coming on. Hope you enjoyed follow it. Follow me on follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I, uh, MXD um, MXHDROOM9. MXHDROOM9. My DMs are open, so if you want to ask me about Japan or anything, please do. Also, subscribe to Private Suite with the Patreon and all that stuff. Cool. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, Max, thanks for joining us and um, talk to you soon. Fantastic. Thanks very much, man. Pleasure. If you like what you heard here or in the previous episode, please be sure to give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Matt, Uriel, and myself will be back after the holidays with the next episode, and we may even have a guest host to help us out. Be sure to check that out. Until next time, have a great holiday season and see you back in the suite soon. Later. <laughs>